Hi, everyone. Welcome to the NFT Outer Space podcast. We are a group of three NFT creators with a mission to spread the word about NFTs and educate the community about all crypto art subjects. We aim to host a place where we highlight and uplift the work of amazing people in the space. These chats happen live via Twitter spaces. We record them and we convert them into this podcast to the benefit of anyone who wants to refer to the content at a later time. We hope you enjoy the conversation and have as much fun as we do. And tune in for more podcasts from our Outer Space series. Hola a todos. Bienvenidos al podcast de NFT Outer Space. Somos un grupo de tres creadores de NFT con la misión de educar a la comunidad de manera orgánica sobre todos los temas relacionados con criptoarte. Nuestro objetivo es crear un lugar donde resaltamos y elevamos el trabajo de personas increíbles en el espacio. Estos chats ocurren en vivo a través de Twitter Spaces. Los grabamos y los convertimos en este podcast para beneficio de quien quiera referirse al contenido posteriormente. Esperamos que disfruten de la conversación y se diviertan tanto como nosotros y sintonicen más episodios de nuestra serie NFT Outer Space. So amazing to be here with you. Hey, what's up? Sorry, I was trying to tweet out the, w- the spaces. Same. <laughs> It's always like, a, okay, let's get all the balls rolling here before jumping into the conversation. But super happy to be here with you. I'm so grateful that, uh, you know, just we connected in person in New York. I was just telling Dan- Diana and Daniel last week how grateful I am that you just showed up to, um, you know, my gallery exhibit and uh, that meant the world to me and Um, we like, I think like since like February, I started seeing your, you know, your amazing art and your consistency and, um, yeah, it was just amazing full circle to get to meet you and now have you here today. So let's go. Yeah, let's go. So Danny, if you want to get started, let's do it. Yes, Jime, Diani, welcome. It's great to have you. Dan, welcome to our amazing show. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Super grateful to be here. Happy to have connected with Jimena in the digital world and then physical world in, at NFT NYC in November or whenever that was. Everything's kind of a blur. But yeah, that was amazing. Uh, incredible uh, time visiting the gallery where her work was displayed and so many other talented artists. Yeah, that's great. Well, let's, let me start with reading a little bio of, uh, of yourself, Dan. Um, Dan grew up in Lakes Country of Minnesota. He launched his first company while studying at the University of North Dakota, aiming to, ta- to tackle bicycle theft. After college, he moved to San Francisco, searching for a strong music and art scene. Dan is known artistically as Superfray, from where he has developed his expression inspired by the unseen world, including the outer space, the deep sea, and the energy that connects humans to one another and the natural world. What a better, what a better guest in this space than, a, than someone who loves the outer space. Welcome, Dan, to our show. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. And yeah, space is something that really fascinates me and really... Anything that goes beyond our very like visible senses um, just really piques my mind. So outer space and deep sea, just uh, there's so many mysteries that lie within both those spaces. So that deeply inspires me as well as energies between us as humans that 
is another uh, fascinating inspiration. Um, just, yeah, it's wild. Um, if, if one of us are up, that can bring those around us up and then vice versa. So I just think we hold a lot more power than we're really uh, tapping into and also led to believe from childhood. Uh, I love it so much. And uh, it shows, I wish I could give like everyone in this room a little bit of the experience that I had when I met you. And it just felt like we have been friends for like the last 15, 20 years. And I think like that you're so young, so uh, that, I don't know where that puts you, but I uh, just wanted to say, and I don't know if like uh, you were asked already before we kind of jump into the conversation, uh, but we record these spaces, as you probably already know, and then the raw file goes into a podcast. Uh, but before we do that, we always ask our guests if they are okay with us doing the recording. Um, and it's totally okay if you don't feel comfortable with that. So would you want us to record this and put it as a podcast? For sure. Yeah, that's totally chill. Awesome. Danny, I'll let you ask the first question and like let the conversation go on. Thank you, Jime. Yes, Dan. Well, we, we would love to hear all of this inspiration. It sounds amazing. It sounds it resonates with, with what we love in this space. But we'd like to know our guests, uh, what their context, where you, where you are from. Uh, a little bit of what has to drive you this way, but let let share with us, please. Uh, those those uh, you you grew up in Lakes Country of Minnesota. So we'd love to hear from that. Absolutely, yeah. A little bit about my story. I grew up in Minnesota in a community surrounded by lakes, within a 25 mile circumference uh, or radius. There were a thousand lakes, or still are. And summer times are pretty fun. Winter's not so much. And yeah, going into my childhood, both of my parents are schizophrenic. So that led to a lot of trauma. And yeah, experienced seeing my mother getting arrested due to me being identified from America's Most Wanted. That's a pretty wild uh, start from when I was two. And then um, art in my childhood was something I was deeply connected to and tapped into. And it was a space where I would feel peace, comfort, and yeah, just feel good um, in the moment. And then following that, I yeah, kept on um, enjoying arts and photography classes while in high school. And then I kind of grew away from art a bit. Although once I turned 18, I started going to music festivals and was immersed and surrounded by so many talented artists. And that really sparked, um, kind of rekindled that uh, passion that I had as a child um, with my connection to artwork. And I started abstract painting. And that was more so as a form of personal therapy, um, as I hadn't yet discovered the traditional style of therapy. So uh, really, uh, yeah, dove into abstract painting, a lot of bright colors against black. That's something that really resonates with me. And then, yeah, that was kind of my own thing. Kept it to myself and didn't have any intention to really show it to anyone. Um, and then about five years ago, I discovered a digital art tutorial that, uh, kind of just opened up my eyes for uh, possibilities with creation. And I really uh, dove into that and kind of for confirmation 
that that's something I should be spending time on. Uh, like the first piece I posted to Instagram, I had a couple of friends get back to me about uh, wanting to work with it in some way. So that was, uh, that was nice. That helped me out with uh, feeling like it was a path to focus on. And yeah, following that, that was five years ago. And at, at or, or around that time, I, yeah, I would do this like kind of color um, explosion, really inspired by just like the unknown energies and all that. And that's, uh, I minted a couple days ago, um, a few pieces from that time and collection. And, and wait, I'm, oh, yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stop you there because yeah. uh, your story is amazing and super interested. And I just don't want to rush through uh, just giving you kind of, you know, that or setting the intention to talk about that later drop that you had. So I just kind of want to just set the stage really quickly because I see the request of somebody in the audience. And just FYI for everyone listening, the way that we uh, are hosting today's space is by giving this amazing artist a stage for him to share his voice, for him to share his art. So Diana, Daniel, and I uh, are going to be here for uh, the next uh, 40 minutes, you know, just kind of letting this conversation unravel. And then at the end, we will allow for just questions related to the artist today. So today, not, we're, not, we're not doing any shilling or anything like that, except for uh, Dan, who's going to talk about his art. Uh, but yeah, just so you know uh, that we see, you know, some people requesting here. Um, but with that said, Dan, um, you said, a lot of really um, emotional, profound, um, and inspiring things in this journey, which uh, just make me feel so grateful for your presence sharing today uh, this journey with us. Um, and what came organically as I kind of started listening to you and also just going to through your Instagram um, is that I was like, oh, shoot, he is a photographer. And now I'm hearing and I'm like, oh, wait, he is an abstract painter. Wait, he is a digital creator, an artist. So I love for you to kind of um, describe a little bit of your process in the context of all these different talents uh, that, that you have um, and how you come with the pieces that you do. Um, yeah, I, I love for you to, to talk about that. Yeah, absolutely. I would love to explain the process. And more recently with my Glitch Up photographs, I've been focusing on uh, photographs that I've been taking. In the past, I have used um, some like stock assets. And yeah, from the NFT NYC experience, I brought my SLR with me and started shooting and starting to feel a little bit more of a spark to focus on on that direction. Um, in addition to some other digital tools I'm learning right now. But yeah, as for the process, kind of just like to, I'm really connected to street photography and it's really fun um, in that space because it's all so unexpected versus natural landscapes, which are, you have a little bit more of an understanding of what's, what elements you're going to be encountering. So street photography really resonates with me and just going out with a camera and with the kind of an open canvas ahead of us um, in those times, which is exciting. And 
following that, I like to add glitch effects. And uh, a lot of my inspiration with glitch and photography um, using uh, animals, other uh, similar elements, is trying to have a communication between or uh, kind of stressing balance between the natural world and the technological world as the natural world is important or as much a part of us as we are of it. And if we stray too far away, that can lead to us being ill or not really reaching our highest potential. So I think for myself, I feel that's really important to create balance. And yeah, with my process, um, it's like it's outside of the direct creation, but meditation and physical activity are really important to me. I've been getting into breath work uh, from the teacher Wim Hof. Yeah, I saw that in your Instagram, and I was so excited because I am a practicer of his breathing and cold exposure. And one question I had uh, was in regards to to that, how that practice um, affects the work that you create. Yeah, definitely. So I'm only, I'm still pretty new to the breath work. Uh, Meditation I've done for a while, but I've been pretty diligent for the past, or I guess, yeah, pretty, uh, yeah, disciplined the past couple weeks with the breath work to start my day. And yeah, just for oxygen intake, it's really powerful. Like I feel like I'm closer to being in a flow state, which is my ideal. And I don't, I don't know like other words to describe that other than flow state, but, uh, yeah, kind of just when everything's clicking and we're more, prone to getting nice creative ideas so yeah i'm really really happy to have started that breathwork something i've been aware of for a while but i don't know what it was um actually it's a i have like a daily meditation app and saw there was a wim hof exercise on there so i was just like all right give this a shot and it's been positive i i wondered if any of the colors or even the shapes in your art um, have come from that practice? Ooh, I can't specifically think of any quite yet, but yeah, that's a, that is a good point too with the visualizations of like designs and patterns that can be seen when we're meditating. That's yeah, there's, it's definitely reflected in my work, but I can't specifically point, uh, point one out. And that's, you know, it's totally okay. I, I actually um, have experienced, and at a lot of the circles when I talk about this, um, and the shapes and the colors uh, have come from the practicing of Wim Hof. So that's why I ask. Ah, cool. I'm, yeah, I'm super curious, you know, like if you uh, ever get to experience, you know, some kind of visions or something like that, uh, you know, I'd love for you to share uh, if that time comes. But um I would love to kind of jump into a question too. I see a lot of new people in the audience that I haven't seen before. So just want to say hello to everybody that's listening. Super grateful that you're here. We know that there is a lot of options right now. I was trying to look for this space today. 
And the reason it took me a little bit to jump in is because there is really a lot of quality conversations happening. So thank you so much for being here listening. Welcome to Barbara, who is going to be in the next session on Tuesday. And we're looking forward to talking to you. Um, But the next question that I have is in regard to NFTs and how you ended up jumping into NFTs and the reason that you stay. For sure. Yeah, great question. It's, uh, I guess, the leading reason we're all connected right now in this moment. And my first introduction to NFTs was a little over two years ago. I was in an art show in Oakland, and Maker's Place was showing next to me. And they had a bunch of tablets up with digital artworks, which is really cool. And had a couple conversations with them, but totally the concept didn't fully, I didn't fully grasp the concept. And then one person uh, that was connected with them collected one of my pieces and then they were trying to get me to like work with them. So I'd like, I'd message them lightly and then it was kind of like, I still didn't even understand the concept when I hit them up, but uh, that didn't really go anywhere because I was just, yeah, messaging them on Instagram. I didn't go through the proper process, but Anyways, uh, fast forward a couple of years from there, and yeah, uh, early this year, I think February was when I first started discovering, and I kind of went just head first, uh, grabbed a couple of pieces that um, had done well and resonated with me, and or actually, I just posted one, and then it was a wild time back then. There was the bull market was like really, really popping off, so. Yeah, I was able to make sales from just Facebook posts, and that gave me a false understanding of the space a little bit, but also I'm, like, really grateful to, like, what I've grown into in the space uh, with uh, more intention, more community-focused, and, uh, yeah, I'm trying to think. So, yeah, it was, like, it was almost a year ago now. That's that's real wild. But, uh, yeah, so I kind of I dove in then. And one thing that was cool, I connected with a, uh, they're called Fat Cat Fund, and they are a couple of collectors that curate artworks, and then they created a DAO around the artists that if we chose to participate, we could. And that's been pretty awesome. That was my first, like, strong sense of community within the space, and they've been really helpful with resources, feedback, and then we have a Discord so we can like bounce ideas off of each other, which is really awesome. And then also there's been AMAs with like really successful artists that have provided valuable feedback and uh, really grateful for all of that. And yeah, just uh, moving from there, trying to yeah just connect with more people. I appreciate how how much everyone or the majority of people probably 99% of the people in the space are trying to we're trying to grow together which is uh really amazing it's I feel like yeah it's a renaissance right now i know that's kind of redundant but a lot of people are saying that and if yeah if the future reflects like what we're starting we can build a really really beautiful world and yeah dan i have a, a question for you uh, reading your inspiration. Actually, every time I say, I mention someone, I resonate with you. I, in my imagination, I'm seeing the colors that I'm vibrating with, uh, the words, the voice, the message, 
or just the presence of a person, right? Mm -hmm. And when I see, when I see, and when I read where, where your art comes from, I'm seeing, I'm seeing what I see in my head. You see the resonation. So when you connect with someone, would you say you're able to color, to give it a color to that energy between the two, to give it uh, the, the, the sense of uh, visually what you're seeing? Is that what we see from your art? Oh, yeah, that's a, that's a really good question. Trying to, yeah, see if I can perceive, like, maybe through, like, auras from people. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's, yeah, it is a good call or a good question. Yeah, we all have, we do give that off. I don't know if I'm super, like, connected in that way. But, yeah, with, with thinking of it, I've never thought about that. So that's, like, such a great question that you bring up. And, yeah, I think I... I could, uh, if I had more, if I had more focus on like human, um, subjects within my artwork, but that's, yeah, that is a really good, uh, thought maybe, yeah, that might be something that I'm doing subconsciously too. That's great. That's great to hear. Then, then you can tell us about your, your, uh, your collection, the last night dreams and ethereal radiation. Oh yeah, definitely. That one. Uh, yeah, that one has a lot of connections to or inspirations from music festivals. Uh, also, using plant medicines or psychedelics, um, I would use them more like recreationally when I was younger, more so uh, medicinally nowadays. So there's a yeah. Sometimes if you'd be on, if you'd be like <laughs> under the influence. I guess the easiest way, but like looking up at the stars. It's like most beautiful thing, like in general, when we're away from cities, when we're out in nature and just, yeah, it's just like being so close to the stars. And yeah, that one I made last night's dreams. I made that one quite a while ago. That was uh, for the creation that's pixel sorting. And yeah, I don't know how to like describe it, but it's something like that really like resonates with me, just like the depth, depth and the flow of that style. And there's a few others from that collection. I don't know. Uh, but, yeah, there's another one that's uh, kind of inspired by, like, rainbows. And, yeah, I haven't explored that pixel sorting style in a while. Uh, that's another thing, too, that being in the NFT space, I'm seeing a lot of, or for feedback and all that from collectors, the importance placed on having a specific style that's really identifiable as your own and that's kind of difficult for me as an artist because I like to kind of push myself to like different directions so that's that's something I'm currently working on but uh yeah that's that's great that you brought up that piece thanks for sharing that oh yeah also a uh, fun thing too that piece is on the hoodie that I'm wearing in my picture oh that's amazing <laughs> I was one I was actually going to ask you write uh, a round like that which is merch because I saw your picture and I'm like wait that's his art um <laughs> and so I yeah I just wanted to know your experience with merch um and just kind of how we can get access to uh you know just physical uh I don't know just clothing even paintings uh physical versions of your work definitely yeah merch I I currently have a partnership with a streetwear line. They're called Fresh Hoods. And that's where like that hoodie comes from. They're an e-commerce brand. 
And yeah, in addition to that, yeah, I don't have, I think I have a new collection dropping with them soon um, in the next couple of months, but yeah, they've been cool to work with and yeah, exploring other opportunities for a partnership similar to that. I think the merging of NFTs and clothing is a really cool concept. There's someone that I met at NFT NYC that they have a company where you can have your NFT printed onto a shirt, like a PFP on the front, and then there's a QR code on the sleeve. So somebody can just scan that and like, yeah, view it, which so is cool. like, yeah, it was super sick. Um, I wanted to ask you about the tiny houses and the tiny homes. And I heard somewhere, or I think like, yeah, at least maybe it was you, you told me that you've built 11 tiny homes. And number one, I'm a super minimal person, even when it comes to my art, obviously, but you know, even my well-being, I try to, uh, you know, just keep things very simplistic. Um, and also, I think, like, there's been, like, a boom in the last, what, 10 years, 15 years about, like, uh, tiny homes. And obviously, there is, like, the, uh, you know, all the shows on TV, blah, blah, blah. Um, but there is something so magically and, I guess, architectural appealing uh, from my perspective when it comes to small, tiny homes. So anyways, I'd like to uh, ask you about that. What's been that process for you uh, and the causes, you know, that you're supporting? Uh, we'd love to start kind of jumping into that, that part of your, your work as well. Yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah, tiny homes are super cool. And uh, so the tiny homes that I've collaborated on building are to provide emergency housing for houseless individuals in Oakland, as that problem is, like, it's pretty incredible. Uh, at the beginning of COVID, there were over 10,000 houseless people, and that number's certainly grown. So, yeah, at the beginning of COVID, my, my partner and I, we live at a artist live-work warehouse, at, which houses the general makeup is 200 working-class artists. And with COVID, so many people lost work and there's so many talented builders and creators here and um, initially my partner just started sourcing food um, amenities for houseless individuals and then we were just we were a bit concerned for how the city was going to be responding to them with covid and the idea it grew into building tiny homes and we initially started doing that at our warehouse and we'd build them um, right outside of our live-work spot and then kind of have them prefab. And then we'd deliver them to the encampment, build it up. But what we're doing right now, there's a really, really massive encampment that houses over 200 people. And that's been our focus. So we've been, been building directly there. And this weekend, we finish up tiny home number 11, which is super cool because when we started the whole idea, our goal was to build uh, 12 tiny homes. So next month we'll be completing that goal and then uh, really, yeah, exploring ways to scale the idea. And it's been, yeah, it's a really positive experience. It's really important to give back when we can. Uh, for myself, I was like houseless about 10 years ago. So understand the struggle a bit and being in a place of 
being able to give back when we can, I feel is really important. And uh, currently just giving a percentage of my NFT sales, it's a starting point. And then uh, working with people on potentially launching a generative project and with the, the vision of housing like a really large number of people just working on finding land right now. And currently we're, we're like an underground organization, but with the generative project and if we scale up, which, um, which it's looking like we will, uh, we'll have to start doing things uh, more collaboratively with the city, which will be interesting. It's just things take a lot more time when you have to deal with all of that. But uh, yeah, it's a little bit about the project and it's a really cool organization that we've uh, built to today. We have, we've had over 200 people volunteer with us. We're 100% volunteer ran and yeah, just excited about the project. It's really fun. It's gone through some evolutions since uh, day one, but happy to be here today. That's so amazing. I want to just uh, make sure that Daniel, Diana, if you guys have any questions, uh, you and Mike, uh, this is so sick that, you know, uh, I, I think, um, you know, the utility of, of the NFTs and being able to transpire what we're uh, doing here digitally into, uh, you know, physical and causes and helping people, it's, it's the way. Um, so you inspire me deeply and I uh, can't wait to hear what this, you know, project is about and I can't wait to hear, um, you know, like how it goes when you finish the 12th home. That's amazing. Uh, and, you know, just kind of shifting a little bit of the conversation. Um, and this, I'm going to go totally kind of a little bit uh, sideways. Uh, and this is in regard to uh, the projects uh, that you have. Um, I guess, invested here in the NFT space and your experience as a collector. Um, I can just, I'm just curious uh, because I know, you know, we've been together in the space for so long, things happen so quickly. Um, and I just wondered if you have kind of like a cra crazy experience, uh, you know, around any of the PSPs uh, and uh, in your NFT journey that you want to share with us today. Hmm, I guess craziest would be buying two board apes the first day and then logically um trying to go for my yeah left side of my brain and sold one like within a day to cover the cost of both of them and then yeah I sold the next one too early i still made like some profits but uh so it's like it was helpful for sustaining myself as an artist so that's kind of how i view all of that and i'm trying to get better at investing in, in me as an artist and adding value for my collectors. Uh, yeah, as for crazy stories, I don't know. I have a couple of cool cats that I got really early. I think that project's really fascinating, and I, I love what they're building out with play to, the play to earn. I think that's really fun. And, yeah, I just try to focus on uh, doing a lot of putting in time into researching the the team and also like the caked apes that dropped yesterday such like incredible people in the space that were behind that so i'm like happy to have gotten to support that and yeah i love love the artwork always number one try to focus on the artwork uh if i go anywhere else i think i would just yeah not be not feel good about it 
It's so fast and uh, it's uh, it's also so funny uh, how things are moving so quickly. And I think personally, um, you know, just, uh, just like my last collection, just kind of finding my alignment and my center, um, especially when like we come from, from trauma. I think you can relate to that. And reactivity is definitely, at least for me personally, something that defines me. Um, you know, just kind of the universe kind of saying, see, I'm uh, showing you again, uh, there is, there is things that you need to be watching. There is, um, you know, there is learnings still for you to, you know, to keep just kind of finding your alignment, finding your center and finding your purpose. Uh, but yeah, no, that's interesting. I saw that you had a cool cat. So I was just curious, uh, you know, what experience was, was like. But um, I just kind of wanted to also ask, and in the spirit of, you know, just anyone that's new listening, if you have like a few tips or if you have a few recommendations, advice for anyone that's started in the NFT space, um, what would be kind of your input to them? Definitely. Yeah, that's a great question. So, yeah, getting started, I think one of the most important lessons or tips I would have given myself on day one is just patience and then also connecting with people uh don't be afraid to send a message to someone asking questions and also if you have the time uh if you're trying to really invest in growing in this space spending time in spaces and clubhouse highly valuable and yeah just trying to make connections from those conversations and spaces and clubhouse can uh, really help. And then once you have a group of people uh, collaborating uh, artistically, and then also beyond that with like spaces or clubhouse rooms, if that's something you're comfortable with, I know as visual artists being comfortable speaking, isn't always the easy. Uh, yeah. Like the easiest thing. And I uh, fully align with that. Uh, but yeah, it's, uh, just take it slow, but yeah, move with intention. Yeah, I, I uh, concur with you, especially, you know, in my, in my situation, um, English not being my first language and honestly, like also being kind of like an introvert and uh, also being somebody that really loves kind of the one-on-one connection. Uh, speaking in audiences like this is something that I would never like if you would ask me actually 12 months ago I would have never told you that I would be in, um, hosting a podcast speaking with people raising my hand inviting artists or even talking about my art or talking very vulnerable about me so um, that yeah what you just said I deeply resonate with and uh, I appreciate you kind of bringing that vibe of Put yourself out there if you're an artist. Talk about your work. Get comfortable talking about yourself. Because if you don't, uh, then nobody's going to go in your house and kind of pull that amazing art and amazing talent out of you. So um, I love that so much. And uh, yeah, I kind of wanted to uh, also move into kind of asking what have been uh, one of like the biggest challenges for you in the NFT space um you know so far and uh what are things that are doing to kind of mitigate and just kind of uh you know just fighting maybe a little bit of uh not fighting but just uh getting more comfortable with uh if you have yeah 
just a, a challenge that you'd like to share with us? Yeah, definitely. I think, yeah, the challenge initially I had had a little bit of success. So in my head, I perceived that, yeah, it's kind of like a wrong way of thinking. It's just like similar to the crypto markets. If something's going up, sometimes you can have it wired in your brain that it's like, this is never stopping. And then you'll get hit with some hard truth sometimes, not always. But uh, yeah, so having a little success at the beginning in my head, I was just like, oh, this is like so easy. This is going to keep going. But uh, yeah, the then following that, I did some drops and didn't have success uh, as I had uh, intended in my head. But yeah, I think for remedying that, I've had put more focus and intention into my work and my drops more recently and had a little bit of a, yeah, a break in sales. I know like it's not all about sales at all. It's much deeper or much more, there's much more meaning within this space, but it's also kind of important if we're uh, trying to be full-time artists for, for those to come in uh, semi-regularly, but yeah, to yeah, work on that, just being more comfortable with being in spaces like this right now. And yeah, just uh, doing like drop parties with friends, things like that have been helpful. And yeah, I think that's the main thing. Just uh, trying to be a little more comfortable being uncomfortable. Um, that is that is so right. And uh, you know, if you've been in my spaces, you know that I have absolute no problem with um, you know just just being okay with with making money. Uh, I think uh, to um, what we're building here must translate beyond the ETH, beyond the materialistic, beyond what we see with our eyes and my, must mutate into those things that we see with the eyes of our hearts. And so it's just kind of finding that balance, right? And, and finding, for me at least, uh, it's kind of meeting math and numbers with uh, my intuition and my purpose and what equation is that like for me? And it changes. And, um, you know, I think sometimes it's hard to, uh, you know, just disconnect uh, with the external validation of like, oh, shoot, I posted something. It's been weeks, it's been months and like no cells, nothing is moving. Um, and just kind of, you know, still like even through that, keep creating, keep putting work out there, keep connecting. So uh, completely relate with with that that you said and um i think this is a good time to do a, a reset danny what do you think yes Hime, of course uh, it's been a, it's been so far a great a great room uh we're we're here today showcasing the amazing uh, artist danny cordy he's known as super Frey, and his art uh this is a space for everyone um, Dan, we, we, I want to, I, I see from reading your bio and seeing the, the, your interview, um, which is posted on this uh, website, you are very, uh, how do we call that, inquieto, you're very, um, uh, uh, inquieto, you're very well, restless. restless, yeah, restless, oh, yeah, restless. thank you, you're very restless with your mind, yes, thank you, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> You're very restless in your mind because I see at a very young age you, you were trying to tackle bicycle theft and then I see you have now merged out and then your art um, and then this important, very, very, very important and crucial social cause that you're doing with tiny homes. 
uh, I just posted your, your GoFundMe campaign up here because it's something that is really up need to be to be uh, chaired and uplifted. But then, what else comes for you in terms of you know, your, your entrepreneurs and, and your, your physical life? What, what's coming up in that lineup? Yeah, definitely. So a little bit about that. Yeah, and when I was like 20 or 21, launched a bicycle theft recovery and tracking network. And then a couple of years after that, stepped away, needed to get out of North Dakota where I was going to school, moved to San Francisco. And yeah, uh, leapfrogging. Um, I worked a couple of startup projects and then just was having a difficult time um, being so sucked into technology and uh, decided to put intention into connecting with Earth and received my permaculture design certification and kind of dove into the natural world and did a bit of urban gardening and like pollinator uh, rehabilitation and also had a, a school garden project where I like fixed up school gardens and worked on like bringing the classrooms into them. And then, uh, yeah, more like gardening stuff. And then was in a, a co-op that wasn't really resonating with me and it was perfect timing because I met NFTs right then. So, uh, since then just been focused on the NFT space, but also, yeah, my connection to the natural world is very strong and that's something that, yeah, I'm working on reconnecting with which is it's a little challenging, to be honest, uh, with the 24-7 crypto experience, no sleep of the space. Yeah, that, I find that uh, myself personally very, uh, very challenging, the 24-7 part of the crypto space. And I have to say I've been quiet this space. I've been thoroughly enjoying the conversation and getting to learn um, about you, Dan, and I'm, I'm really amazed you're so young and you've accomplished so much. I mean, with the small houses, with the bicycle theft, with your NFTs, with your projects, with your merch. Um, so I've been uh, taking it all in. And, and um, I also love the fact how you love space. I, am, I love it too. I love looking at the stars. Um, I'm super excited for the the web telescope that's gone out and I'm already anxious as to when are we going to be getting images back from space? I don't know if you've been following that. Um, and your art. Yeah, I also super kind excited. Of, yeah, I know. It's like, oh my gosh, time can pass fast enough for us to get, you know, images coming from there and see what's beyond what we've already seen is like mind blowing. Um, and then, you know, your art resonates with me too. I, I love glitch art and uh, I also create um, you know, I, I extend pixels out of my, my photographs. And when you were describing your art, you use a specific expression that I, I can't remember of how you, how, how did you refer to like bringing out the pixels or extending the pixels? Cause it was, it was said very well. And I always yeah. struggle to describe that. And I'm like, Oh, bingo, you said it perfect. And I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, totally. I got, I got you. It's pixel sorting. Ah, okay, cool. Because I, I find it, yeah, that's the one. And, and I find when we do that to our photographs, it creates these really cool effects. And like your, your art is, is very, very cool. And, uh, and I love, I love when we like extend and distort the pixels and we be, it becomes uh, an abstract 
work of art and we don't even know anymore or you can't even see what the original photograph came to so yeah okay cool thank thank you for that i was like i was left kind of curious with that and and uh, as i said just thoroughly enjoying um the chat and learning about you and i'm so jealous jimena uh, get got to meet you in in person and <laughs> that's so much you know it made it's motivated me to go to these next uh um you know nft there's one coming up i guess in new york i think there's one coming up in la and it's just so great to to meet in real life and you feel the energy right right jimena yeah it's so amazing and i i um I'm really manifesting that this year we get to meet each other in person because there is nothing like the real relationship and, you know, just uh, seeing each other in person. And I love to start inviting anyone that wants to ask a question to Dan today to raise their hand and uh, we'll start bringing you up. Um, and just remember that this space is uh, for everyone. Everyone is welcomed. Uh, we don't have to believe uh, or just kind of be in uh, believing like in agreement with everybody, but we do are um, foster a respectful environment here. So just respect and empathy. It's all uh, all the rules in this space. But I'd love to give you some uh, little time, Dan, to talk about the pin tweet and your la latest NFT dropped. If you want to talk a little bit of, about uh, what inspired uh, you uh, or what inspired that collection, uh, the colors, obviously, is very centric about the, around the ocean. Uh, if you'd like to talk a little bit about the process and how you came curating these four pieces. Uh, yeah, anything that you want to say about that drop, uh, that will be wonderful. Definitely. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for the opportunity. And yeah, the drop is titled Stream of Mind. And it's pretty. It's a, probably my most fun drop for me personally, just because these are pieces that I created almost five years ago when I started the project. And I thought it was a fun idea to archive them on the blockchain as kind of like a history point for me, I guess. But the one of them is the Megalantic Cloudburst. That is, that's like the first piece I made when I started exploring Glitch and all that and got some feed, positive feedback from friends. So that one has a lot of sentimental value. And then for starting points, uh, sometimes I'll use like color blocks that I create and then I'll just, I would explode them, which you can see on color blinding. And other times I'll use like an image of a nebula and then just really manipulate it and then throw overlays over it. And yeah, super, all these pieces are super inspired by space and as well as underwater deep sea. So like all the colors and creatures that haven't even been discovered. There's like so much that we don't know. And I think that's like so powerful to consider. It's just like when, uh, if anyone here has had the opportunity to go to, for in the United States, my, my experience has been going to like national parks and just feeling really, really small um, when being surrounded by just like wonders of nature. And I'm sure as I travel more internationally, it'll be similar for other countries as well. Jimmy, Diani, uh, as we are 
near to the end of our show today with this amazing guest, and uh, we want to we want to announce the the, the pop that we have for you and for our incredible audience here. Um, you can meet it by using the secret word Dan Outer Space with capital D, one word, Dan Outer Space. Uh, it only has about half an hour uh, to be live, so please meet it right away after this space, Dan Outer Space. Um, Dan, um, what a great show today. It's been amazing to have your art in our show, to have yourself as an artist. And uh, what comes next from, from, from the art side? What we'll be seeing right away? For sure. Yeah, great question. Thank you all. Thank you so much for having me. And I appreciate everyone that's here listening. So, yeah, next up, I'm really focused on learning After Effects right now. So I want to do more with animation as well as learning either or both Blender and Cinema 4D. I've dabbled a little bit in Cinema 4D, so I'd like to explore more 3D. So even with the abstract images from Stream of Mind, my recent drop, it'd be really cool to create those as 3D images, potentially something that you could interact with with VR goggles. So uh, yeah, a lot of like potential directions, but my main focus right now is acquiring new skills and yeah, trying to invest in myself as an artist and yeah, add value to those that believe in me and collect my work. That's super amazing. And like you're mentioning 3D um, kind of view of your work and I'm like, oh, I can feel it kind of popping out of my heart. Um, <laughs> which reminds me actually of a, of a vision that I had during one of those uh, breathing exercises we talked at the beginning, but I'll share with you later. Uh, not to bore the audience in the, in the uh, yeah, that's amazing. Um, I'd love to know if you have any plans uh, of trying any other um, platforms. Uh, I know you're kind of a little bit of everywhere, uh, but I wondered if you're trying or thinking of, you know, just long-term trying Solana or, uh, you know, just any other platforms. Uh, yeah. Super good question. Yeah, that's very re relevant to my recent drop. As initially, I was planning on doing Polygon or Solana as I wanted to avoid the gas fees for collectors and potentially explore um, other spaces. And I was yeah, got a lot of feedback from people. Uh, and that's one thing that's really challenging in this space for me. Uh, for someone that has anxiety, I guess I think that kind of matches with it. But getting so many different responses and it's just like one person's telling me to do like one blockchain other person's like adamantly against it saying that they'll devalue my work and in the end i just i went with uh what i knew with uh, ethereum for this one and just uh made the prices a bit more accessible versus my other work and uh i do yeah i would like to explore solana one of my biggest turnoffs, I guess, was what I found for a platform that's the most commonly used is uh, C, oh, what is it, Solsea. And last week there was a, a funny rug pull, if they can be funny. It's like really terrible for anyone that lost money, but they're called Doodle Dragons. They're a Doodle derivative, and the founder put out a tweet saying, uh, after a bunch of backlash, we're going to be donating $30,000 to the World Wildlife Federation. And then they quickly followed that tweet up with another one that said, nah, it's going straight into my bank account. 
like see a nerds. I was just like, I was like, ooh, ouch. Oh and, my uh, gosh, that's horrible. So sad, and yeah, yeah. It's, it's bad. Probably a fifteen-year-old, <laughs> like maybe, who knows? But uh, yeah, and then following that, I was looking on Soul C this weekend, and then they had another Doodle deriv- derivative, and I'm just like, oh, I can't. I don't feel comfortable with this yet. So uh, I mean, definitely we need to do our research, right? Like, it's good to know when these projects come out, who are the people behind the projects? Do we know them? I mean, I know a lot are anonymous. And and I find, I mean, personally, this is just my own personal thought. When you have these uh, anonymous people behind these projects, then you're, you know, you can get rugged, right? Mm-hmm. Um, when they put their, their 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 face behind it, so to speak, or you know who they are, the artists. I mean, things can also go sideways, of course. But at least you know you you they're they're there, kind of standing behind um, the projects. So yeah, it's the wild west, and I always like my biggest advice to people new in the space or who who ask about it is you just really need to do research. And even then, you know, sometimes it's bad luck. <laughs> Or good luck when you get the apes, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's all a risk. So when putting our money into a project, yeah, it's important to not put in more than we're comfortable with losing. But at the same time, I align with what you're saying, too, for the understanding who the, the founders and team are. For me, like, I need to know who they are for my own personal um, health or mental health, I guess, Uh but yeah, the anon- uh, anonymousness in the spaces, I understand the value in that too. But when it comes to a project, it's a little, little different for me for perception. I, the, the other, um, and this is kind of related, but also unrelated in what you both said, uh, I 100% agree with. Um, you know, once you do your research and obviously like you're comfortable with, you know, the platforms or whatever, I always to kind of put like my mindset in a perspective of like I think if I don't do this in six months like if I don't do this now in six months I'm gonna regret it and be like why did I overthink this and why didn't I not like move forward with it and uh, I know it's hard I trust me like a hundred percent I I have diagnosed myself with like ADD so I know that there is a lot to deal with and manage and like we're only one person, right? Like dealing with all the things. But I think like overthinking is also the worst thing that we can do, you know, especially if we're still like new and up and coming and no financial advice. But like, I feel like give yourself the chance to try to be in as many places as you can, because why not? And, you know, there is so much opportunity and yeah. Uh, but that's just kind of my, my two cents on, yeah on being like on on different platforms and trying new things but i'm super excited for you to uh you know just keep doing your work um i think like you're somebody that people are sleeping on uh and so you know for the five people that are listening today like here like this is the alpha go buy dance work today uh you are going to be super happy that you did that uh for you know, so many reasons, his causes that he's supporting his life in IRL, uh, you know, and I know his future is super bright. Um, but I think the conversation has been wonderful. And I think uh, you, I think we're getting closer to, to the end of it. I don't, I don't know, Danny, what do you think? 
Absolutely, he made it. It's been great to have Dan today here to see his art firsthand. I remember I connected with him in a, in a space and uh, I, it just blew my mind. And, but then going deeply into researching our guest today was just amazing. Congratulations on everything you do, not just art-based, but also the social cause that you, that you uh, drive is just very, very remarkable. Thank you, Dan. Uh, Dan, if there is something that uh, you'd like to close to share, maybe something that we didn't ask that you wanted to share with us, this is the time to do that, and then we can close the space. Cool. I can't think of anything right now at the moment, but just want to say thankful for everyone here. Super, super grateful for the opportunity. And yeah, let's stay connected, and we'll all grow together in the space. Let's go. Super grateful for you. Uh, sending you super many blessings um, and take care of yourself in your water, take breaks, all the, all the things to keep ourselves here. Uh, and uh, yeah, so grateful for you and wish you the best. Absolutely, Jimena, Dan, Diani, thank you very much for today's episode. It's been amazing. Don't forget to mint your co-ops. Uh, thank you again. Yeah, thank you. It was so great to get to meet you, Dan. Have a good afternoon, everybody. Thank you, Diani. Thank you, Hime. Dan. Thank you. You're all awesome. Have an amazing day. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share with others, post about it on social media, or leave a rating and review. To catch all the latest from us or join these conversations live via Twitter spaces, be sure to follow us on Twitter and on Instagram. Look for our handles in the podcast description. Thanks again. I will see you again next time.